This is Roof English Radio with Darenata, daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Roof. Hello, this is Roof English Radio. I'm Darren Adam. Thank you very much for your company. I'm delighted to welcome someone back to Roof English Radio today who was the very first guest on the service back in the days when it was the Roof English podcast. And you might remember, in fact, it's still available to listen to, you might remember the Noises from Iceland project of my guest Kaska Pulic. And we went to Geysir and accompanied her as she recorded some of the noises that this incredible country makes. Delighted, as I say, to say that she's back on Roof English Radio to talk about her latest project. Kaska, hello again. Hello again. And uh, I'm so glad you have me back here. It's been a busy year since we spoke last. <laughs> it's been a busy year. It's actually really hard to believe that it's been already two, five, seven episodes or something. It sounds, it's, oh, yeah. It feels like it was yesterday. It does feel like it was yesterday. I remember very clearly when we spoke in Geysir and eventually you got the noise that you wanted, which was of the, the Geysir going off. It took a while, didn't it? Yeah, and I still have a souvenir on my car because uh, someone bent this on my way. To I Geysir. remember, I yeah. Remember. It was a new car, wasn't it? It was a new yeah. car and it's, it's still there, but now I don't want to remove it because it no. reminds me of you. The noise of being hit by another car is not one of the noises you want to celebrate. No, especially if it's a car you just bought. <laughs> Well, that's very kind of you to say, so thank you for that. Now, let's talk about your, and we will catch up, I guess, on the status of Noises from Iceland as part of the conversation, but your latest project as a musician, tell me about that. The latest project uh, I started is called Mind Fact, uh, and it's pure acid techno music. Um, yeah, someone says that, someone can say that it's not pure acid, it's too ambient for being pure acid. Mm. But it's still using 303 baseline, uh, very mm. like acidic and characteristic. And this is a very different project then, because obviously the Noises project, you're trying to capture in many cases the natural sounds of Iceland. And, and this project is about some of the most synthetic music it's possible to make. Absolutely, yes. It's um, something like uh, rediscovering my other love, the, the love to the sounds of uh, nature and love to Iceland is the one, but the second is the TB303 Roland, mm. uh, because when I started making music in when I was 13 or 14 years old, I have been using the Redbeard uh, software, mm. which is an emulator of uh, the Roland synthesizer. So any uh, uh, ever since uh, I hear this sound, I'm like I'm just fascinated with it. I'm obsessed. It's been yeah. so many years, <laughs> and I'm still like I, I I just cannot you know stay still when I hear yeah. it, uh, and I just wanted to you know explore more and more and see how it goes. And it's a very iconic sound. If you aren't familiar with what we're talking about, anyone under the age of about 50 is going to recognise this straight away. So is it possible just to play in a couple of notes that give us, for anyone who's not clear, a sense of that squelching acid house sound that was so familiar in the late 80s and early 90s? So a lot of people will recognize that, it'll take them straight back, that squelching bass sound. Yeah. 
What was what is the appeal of that to you? That sound and that, is it something to do with the time that the music was made, or is it the sound, or what is it? I think so. It just reminds me of the first years of me making electronic music. Uh, so the sound brings me back to being a teenager and you know discovering the fascinating world of the electronic music and being yeah. able to make it on the computer. I mean, in 1998, I was incredible to be able to do the techno music. Uh, and when I hear a sound, it reminds me these times, I think that's one, one way to look at it. And mm -hmm. definitely, I wouldn't be honest if I didn't mention that. And also, there's uh, something in the sound, like, you know, it's something some people hate because mm. for them it's just a noise, it's so synthetic. But for me, it's it's beautiful, and the ways you can shape it. Yes. It, it can be very like scratchy and squeezy, but it can be very delicate. And then if you add reverb to it, there's like so much in it. And and the Roland is being used in the industry for so many years. Is it thirty already, right? Because to me, nineties mm. were ten years ago still. So I'm like, <laughs> I have problem counting this. So it's 30 years and the people are still using it yes. in, uh, in yes. the new EDM music. The box that you have here, it's a physical item that you're not running this through software, not creating it from software. Where and when did you get this? This is an emulator or a copy of uh, original Roland made by Beringer or Beringer. Mm. I don't know how, to, uh, how you prefer to say that. So it's Behringer TD3 and it's like the actual copy one-to-one -one of the Roland TB303 and it's affordable and it's a lot of it. I've been trying to buy an original one but on eBay it gets like $15,000. It's incredible, isn't it? The price is... And yeah. there's no way that when these machines were first made that anybody would have thought that 20, 30, 40 years in the future they'd be getting what, 10, 100 times the value. Absolutely, they even discontinued, <laughs> yes. right? How yes. many, 10,000 maybe were yeah. made. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's also like we are kind of nostalgic and yeah. the retro is, is a fashion now for years, for mm -hmm. a few years. But uh, yeah, it was like that side effect, the popularity of the instrument in the dance music was a side effect. It was originally made for for the ba bands as a replacement for the bass musician or mm -hmm. addition for the guitarists. Mm -hmm. Bands were not very often using it. No. Uh, the, the acid house and acid techno scene made it so iconic. Actually. And it's a bit like auto-tune in the sense that someone discovered that if you turn the controls all the way up to a level they should not be used, you get a very different brand new effect. And that's what's happening here, isn't it? It's a as you say, a replacement for a conventional bass musician. But if you turn the knobs all the way up <laughs> and point them in the wrong direction, you get this incredible squelching sound. Exactly. I think this is how all amazing things in art happen anyway. Uh, by turning all the knobs all the way up. Exactly. By doing everything <laughs> in the wrong way. Yes. <laughs> but yes. Uh, pushing limits and, and uh, trying to just you know, experiment and see it costs nothing to just mm. you know, move the knobs. And uh, yeah, and the musicians who are doing, who are making techno and uh, and house music, just they were just doing this, like yeah. with the samples, with disco music, with instruments. So whatever they got into their hands, they were just mm -hmm. you know experimenting with it. 
So what music is available now under the name of MindFact? It's on Spotify, it's on various streaming services. What can we hear? What is out there under that name? The main theme of the MindFact is uh, this sound, but I wanted to um, experiment again, to experiment a little bit with it. Mm. And uh, even though I want to make traditional acid te techno, that is very, very hard floor, and extreme in this uh, in, in this project on this EP uh, that is um, dedicated to 303 uh, sound I wanted to explore different sounds and how this will sound uh, within a lot of ambience and mm. some nice I, I'm a fan of trance as well so some trance melodies some ambience a lot of re reverbs so I wanted to like see how this harsh synthetic sound would play around you know, very mm -hmm. spacious uh, music. So it's dub techno, ambient techno and acid. When we think of the, the sound of acid techno, which is this, yes. this very particular synthesizer. And when you got back in touch with me to tell me about this, you mentioned that you're influenced by the idea of dystopia and the novel 1984 in particular. Surely there's nothing about beautiful Iceland that feels dystopian or Orwellian, or is there? Uh, no, I think it's <laughs> just, I think it's easier, um, which may sound weird, it's easier to feel dystopia, dystopia uh, while being in Iceland because you look at it from the perspective and from the distance when mm. we are surrounded with this, these beautiful views and uh, this soft nature. Mm -hmm. But like hearing what's going on around uh, in, the, in the world makes me feel like even more... No, even in more intense, this, this dystopian thing. Mm. This is it's why. a safe place from which to observe. Exactly. Yeah. And there is like a, a kind of a feeling, uh, there's a term for it, that when you are guilt, uh, guilty, you feel guilty because you are surviving in a, or living in a better place. You feel guilty. Mm. Like it's, it's kind of like paradox feeling. But there is something um, like that in me. There's always been uh, this kind of uh, philosophical, mm -hmm. you know, thinking, and uh, I like to just, you know, wander with my mind in every corner, and I, I love to read, and mm -hmm. I love to re read reading books, especially the ones I've been reading when I was a teenager, so it's similar because I've been reading the, I, I've read the, the, the Orwell 1984, and about the same time I started making music. Mm -hmm. uh, and I started making music with this very specific sound. So to me, it was like bringing back this uh, this sound, these stories, and like looking how it uh, resonates right now, mm -hmm. how I, how I feel about it right now. And uh, feelings are similar; they are just much more intense right now. You'll find the releases under the Mind Fact name, as I say, on Spotify and a whole variety of streaming platforms as well. But let's talk a little bit about the continuing project, which brought us together a year ago, Noises from Iceland. And you can still listen to that program, by the way. It's episode one from the Roof English Radio and uh, Roof English Podcast service. It's still there in the player. It will, will never expire. It'll be there forever. You'll be glad to hear. 
an attempt to capture the sound of Iceland and the sound map is still online if people want to explore it. Have you, you've added to it in the last year, presumably? Yes, I'm yeah. adding to the map constantly uh, and every time and uh, anywhere I go, I, I record. And the mind fact is actually like a natural uh, result of doing this because um, because I wanted to really make um, like a strict border between noise from Iceland and my techno fascinations because I found out that people who mm. like noise from Iceland like it because of the sounds of the nature the nature and I sometimes had this feeling that they are very they are being very nice by not telling me that the RC techno beat that comes <laughs> right after the sound of the wind is not exactly what they were expecting from yes. noise from Iceland. And even though I don't feel like I own anything to someone, uh, I, I do what I love. And it's yes. always um, honest. I wouldn't be able to do the ambiental, uh, calm music for sleep yes. uh, if I really didn't feel that. And this mm -hmm. is why it took me so long. It took me three years of having noise from Iceland and my wife like constantly asking me, do this, do the, the album, do the music that people can actually relax to it, where the mm -hmm. noises, uh, the sounds from Iceland will be on the first plan, like the most important. And uh, every time I was sitting down to make it, I had this urge to add some beat and we were ending up you know, four on four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I, I really wanted to like, okay, so Mindfact will be the place where I will go as extreme as possible. That's when you go crazy with a 303. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. is where I will go crazy, but noise from Iceland will stay with Iceland. Yeah. And because I think the noises from Iceland, they can't be marshaled like that, can they, into a strict four on the floor beat? Well, they can. But they don't like it. I don't know. <laughs> they, they were not complaining so far, but it's definitely uh, something that people were telling me that they mm. have been listening to the map while they were falling asleep or working. And some of the listeners really enjoyed uh, right. the, the, the beat. But yeah, I, I wanted to do something for the other people. Sure. So, so those are completely separate projects. On the Noises project, where have you not been yet? Which noise from Iceland do you think you want to capture that you haven't? It's still Westfjords. That's the, still the, when we were talking last time, I was, I think, also mentioning that mm. the Westfjords is, uh, is the place. So that's, that's the empty spot. On my map. Do you and think it will sound different to the rest of the country? Well, this is why Noise from Iceland exists. So I constantly <laughs> ask this question, is it, does it sound different than yeah. the rest? Maybe, I don't know. I hope, uh, and that's my one of my dreams, to catch the sound of the uh, Arctic foxes yes. in, you know, in their natural habitat, uh, not in the zoo in Reykjavik. Uh, so probably Yes, there are sounds we cannot find in yes. Reykjavik. But well, if you go to Sudavik, you'll find the Arctic Fox Research Center is there. And there are two Arctic foxes that live there. And when I was there, they did make a noise. I should have made a recording for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, you know, it was, would be cheating if someone else made a recording. It would be cheating, certainly. <laughs> but I think that would be a good place to start because they are quite elusive creatures.
And also since we spoke, of course, there have been three volcanic eruptions and earthquakes indeed in the southwest corner. It's fascinating, at least to me, story, uh, because when we were talking, I think we, that was the, right after the second eruption or the first, one of the two first. There had been two, I think. It was before last summer, yeah. Yes. Um, so these eruptions were like um, approachable and yeah, I think they were the most represented volcanic eruptions mm. in the history like of the world. The, so many videos and photos. And also I had this opportunity to just go there many times and, yeah. and record. So I have a lot of sounds. Uh, I'm so happy that I can say that, that I have you know, many, many sounds from, from that volcano volcanic eruptions but then uh, the 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 last year's one mm -hmm. the ones in uh, that happened in july uh, that started to feel like um people are not really welcome mm -hmm. there to me and i recorded the sound of the volcano from july from the distance and uh, on the first uh the, like the most important sound on it is the sound of the burning moss like cracking moss and then the noise of the volcano yes. and to me it's uh, like kind of even symbolic because this volcano started to guard itself mm. from people you mm. couldn't go as close as you could you know two years yes. before that so i started to have this feeling uh, i've been there twice uh, with the recorder and I started uh, to have this feeling that um, Volcano like allowed me to do that but I'm pushing its limits mm. and I remember I, I shared that with uh, my wife and she, she said uh, listen to Iceland, Iceland listen to us, yes. listen to the noises exactly, yeah, yeah. listen to and if you feel that it's telling you you know, back off then just be you know just don't go there, just don't uh, overuse uh, mm. this. And uh, yeah, and we recently found out that that's actually not the tourist friendly uh, eruption. No, the, 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 well, the last two, the most recent two, have certainly not been tourist friendly. They've not been friendly in any way, as the poor people of, of the evacuated population of Grindavik is still discovering. Now, the noises from Iceland can help people sleep, they're very relaxing. And you're leaning into that with a release on the 18th of February, aren't you? Uh, yes, the album called uh, Noise to Sleep lasts 25 minutes because apparently this is how much time you usually need to fall asleep uh, if you know, don't have any uh, troubles with sleeping. And uh, that was my goal to make, um, to use uh, sounds of Iceland uh, as uh, sounds that would help relax, maybe not sleep but relax and or, or, or work on focus mm -hmm. uh, while avoiding making a music that we hear in spa or in elevators so it's like relaxing music for meditation i was trying to avoid that and hopefully mm -hmm. i managed so there is a lot of ambient no free or free so no worries <laughs> it's in mind fact uh, but uh, yeah uh, i hope that's from 18th of February, uh, Iceland will help out more yes. people. What do you think is the most sort of soporific, the most sleep-inducing sound on the island? To me, it's the sound of the wind and, uh, and the storm. I really like it, although sometimes it's terrifying, but I still 
love to fall asleep uh, in the wind. But my teacher, uh, Icelandic teacher, told me about the sound. Uh, she likes to uh, remember uh, while she was falling asleep in a tent and there was a um, cracking uh, fireplace and the ocean. So mm -hmm. I, I think there is one sound that's not exactly this, but sounds similar to it. So, you know, cracks and some noise in the background. I think that's that's pretty nice uh, thing to sleep in, off and do, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Noises from Iceland website is still available. The website is? Noisefromiceland.com. I've been making it plural all this time. It's noise from Iceland, isn't it? It's noise from Iceland, but there are noises. Yes. But there are noises. Noisefromiceland.com. And the material under the name of MindFact, as I say, that's on a variety of streaming services. But I think we'll play out today with a piece of music from the MindFact banner. What would you select? I would select the first track that it's called Room 303. The entire <laughs> EP, yeah, very much influenced yes. by the Orwell. And uh, that was the last track I've made. And uh, I, I tried to stay humble, but when I made that one, I was like, oh, what mm. oh, the track mm. I just made. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, here it is, Kaska. Thanks very much. And let's not leave it another year before we talk again. Yes, hopefully um, earlier than 200. Although I, <laughs> I wish you to have two, at least two, five, seven, something more. We should maybe do another show on the 303rd episode to celebrate the 303. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm all in.
from Roof English with all the news from Iceland in English at rub.is slash English. Roof English Radio is a daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Roof. <laughs>